Hi, I'm Benjamin Berry, awards editor at Music City Drive-In and host of Alpha Reviews podcast. Today, I'm joined by the Mr. Toby Donovan. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. I'm glad to finally be sat here talking to you. I've just actually come off another Zoom call with... Uh... Let's just say I'd let's just say I'd rather be talking to you right now than <laughs> okay, mate. Um, so you must just be feeling so kind of on top of the world right now because, like, what, like six months ago you were chilling, you just made this indie show, and then it comes out, but then it just blows up, and then in the space of a couple of weeks, everyone knows who you are. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty crazy. Um, I don't think anything could have really prepared any of us for the response to our show. Um. But yeah, we're, I think we're all just really grateful. Like if we make art for, for people to see it and enjoy it and for that to be happening is just an absolute dream. So kind of what were you doing? Because obviously, you know, me and you, we're very alike. We're both a couple of young lads from the UK and, you know, most of them by now are probably at college or going off to uni or just found their first full time job. So before you got the call for Heartstopper, what were you, what were you doing with your life? Um, I was working in Sainsbury's in a supermarket mm. and um, over lockdown that was my like way of getting out the house and making some money and at the same time I was auditioning to go to drama schools I wanted to study musical theatre at drama school so I was like I would be at Sainsbury's in the day then I'd come home and film like auditions in my bedroom and then yeah Heartstopper came through and I was like oh my god this looks so cool I'm gonna go for it and um yeah, I was auditioning for that. And then I'd go to the supermarket in the day and be like, sat on the till with my fingers crossed, like praying I would get it. And um, yeah, it, it all happened. It was really cool. I know this is a completely like not relevant question, but from somebody who spent a good while working in retail, what did you actually do at Sainsbury's? I was like on the tills most of the time. It was very monotonous, like scanning things through, putting things in people's bags. Yeah, not my favourite job I've ever done. Um, yeah, I used to work um, nights at Tesco as a shelf stacker, and I don't think I can ever recall being more depressed in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most fun job, but someone's got to do it. Well, yeah, literally that. Um, so kind of when you looked at the, that Heartstopper, calling card whatever you call it in um yeah casting call casting call fucking wrong way around okay um <laughs> um so did you kind of just look at that and think oh my god that's just perfect for me like i could really do that yeah well i think i i like often aspiring actors and, and working actors see lots of things like that so it's um we're all quite used to like the type of briefs that might fit us but th when i saw the brief for isaac it was just so open like I think the team didn't really know what they were looking for in in this character because he's new uh, for the TV show. So it, it was very open. It was kind of like, we don't care what you look like. We don't care where you're from. We don't care who you are. Just um, give it a go. And I was like, this feels, because it's so open, it feels like it could be me. It feels really inclusive. Like a lot of the time I would see these briefs and it would be like, oh yeah, strong leading man, like masculine. And I was like, oh God, like I, I probably won't go for that but I saw this one and it was like we don't care who you are and I was like oh okay yeah I, I feel like I can do that so it, yeah it really encouraged me to um to give it a go and like just see what happens and I'm so so grateful that I did. Was it a very long process to get the part? I was cast quite late in the process so I think most of the other cast already found out they'd got the parts um as I was auditioning so I only did about two or three auditions and then I got it so yeah, for me, it all happened over about a month or two months. Um, 
which made it even more crazy because I was like, oh my God, shit, I've got to leave the supermarket now. Like this whole thing's exploded in such a short amount of time. But yeah, did you Did you actually get the opportunity just to, just did you just outright leave that job? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh I yeah. I, I, that couldn't, felt I good. couldn't shoot the show and be at the supermarket. But, but it was really <laughs> difficult because I had to be like, look guys, I'm leaving. I can't tell you why I'm leaving, but it's just really cool that you're going to have to allow it. Did they just come look at you like, look at this twat think he's Billy Paper looks. I've got to leave, yeah, I can't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> there was nothing they could do. <laughs> I mean, because like, I mean, how long was the filming then? It was about three, four months. Oh, okay. I guess you can't just sign off sick for a month then. No, and but also I don't live anywhere near where we were shooting. So I was working in a supermarket at home and we were shooting near London. So I had to like move out um, to shoot the show. Whereabouts are you based in the good old... Like Southwest. Oh, shit. I'm from Bournemouth. Whereabouts are you? Oh, I'm like kind of Bristol way. Oh, okay. No, that's, that's cool. Uh, wow, okay. I mean, before we get into filming, I have to put on this jacket because I'd be doing a disservice to the people that I work with if I don't get to wear this in front of you. And if you if you don't recognise it, I will get very upset. Go um, um, it's somewhere you filmed and my boss was actually there for the shoot. So Really? Um, yeah. Oh, the bowling alley! Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I've got to take a snap of this for the work group. Yeah, you? do it. Hey. <laughs> now I'm going to take this off because I'm actually a manager now at work so wearing this feels very weird to me yeah <laughs> yeah so kind of like so during the whole of filming like what kind of like the biggest highlights for you well I mean definitely the bowling day was so much fun I really really enjoyed that um because it was like that was the first time that I kind of realized the gravitas of what we were doing they like shut down the whole bowling alley so we could be there and um they let us play on all the arcade machines at lunch and stuff, which was really fun. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, it's really funny because I was watching your vlog that you did on YouTube and then I went and spoke to my boss about it and um, he gave me a lot of insider information how like literally you'd had to be sat there for the whole day and then like although they were they were like redoing the doing it and then you weren't you weren't apparently you weren't even allowed to like bowl while you were waiting. Like it was very much like, right, yeah. you got to stay here till the next shoot. Because of the sound, like we all of us were so excited when we saw it on in the script. We were like, oh my God, yeah, we're going to get like three days of bowling nonstop. That's going to be so much fun. And we got there and they were like, yeah, you can't make any noise while we're shooting, obviously. And we were like, oh my God, it's so annoying. So I think we probably only got about three or four bowling games in, which are the ones that you see. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, I can tell you now that that free bowling, it gets really tiresome very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, so kind of moving away from that, were there like kind of um, any particular like scenes or shoots that you remember that just really stuck out to you? Um, I think any time we were all together, to be honest, was like the most fun. Um, like the the sports day stuff was amazing. The bowling uh, alley and the, the rugby match, like all of the big group scenes where the whole kind of ensemble cast were together was so good because as soon as they shout cut, we would just mess about and yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So when you're working on a show like this, when you're working with a lot of young actors, or fair enough, like maybe not a lot of them have done a lot, but like when you're such a newcomer and you're working with these other actors who have at least done a couple projects by their name, is, was it was it daunting to you? Um, yes, but not, uh, I think because there were so many of us in the same boat of it being like our first gig, it, it was... Um, I felt like I had people to kind of grab onto when it got a bit scary. And also like having Kit and Sebastian who'd both worked before was like such a treat because we could quiz them about all of the things that we didn't know. And they became kind of like 
well I know for me I would just ask so many, and still now I ask them so many questions about how this whole world works like yeah it's re- I feel really grateful to have more experienced people to go to is it is it a good pragging point for you being able to be like oh yeah 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 I was in that show and yeah you know I've got their number I've got the snapchat I know Kit I know Joe <laughs> I mean to me it doesn't feel like a bragging point because they're just my mates but I guess you might see it as that yeah so do you see a lot of yourself in Isaac your character I think initially when I read the brief I kind of was like this person is so different from me this could be a fun challenge um but the more I kind of got into it and and worked out who he really was I think we all have that kind of introvert inside of us I know I like naturally I'm quite an extrovert I like being around people but then also once I've kind of drained that battery I have to be on my own and have to be a bit of an Isaac so I read that's how I um connect to him as I like find find the parts of me that want to be quiet and lock myself in a room on my own um yeah so that's I think that's where I relate to him most I appreciate it's not that deeper role to the point where you know like you got to do a Daniel Day-Lewis and spend like a month in hiding like you know getting prepared for this role like reading the book non-stop but like um did you kind of have any sort of process just to kind of kind of get yourself to know this character a little bit more yeah I mean I think because Isaac wasn't in the books I kind of I read the books and understood the hearts of the world so I could figure out where he fits into it but then also I did a lot of kind of just exploring and chatting with Alice Oseman, the writer, about like kind of who this person was. So I have a little notebook, which has just got loads of scribbles and mind maps and stuff in it of like what I think Isaac's favourite dinner is, what his favourite book is, what his favourite, I don't know, just like loads of random obscure things that you probably would never like see in the actual show, but that helped me kind of figure out who, who he was. It gives you like a real sense of personality. Yeah, exactly. I think I just felt like I needed to know everything that I possibly could about him. Um, yeah. So, um, like you say, your character isn't actually in the book, is he? No. He's do you have an, Do you have any idea why maybe they felt like they needed to add Isaac to the TV show? Yeah. Well, so there's a character in the books called Aled who Isaac is sort of replacing. But Aled has his own separate book called Radio Silence. So Alice, the writer, felt that by including Alid in the show, it wouldn't do justice to his story in the book. Oh, am I hearing a spin-off in the works? Well, nothing that I know about, but hopefully. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that um, without wanting to compromise Radio Silence, his book, there was a gap for a character. Um, and so, yeah, I think Isaac was created from a need to fill that space. And I'm so grateful that he was created because it means I get to be here today. And because of that, did you read the books or did you kind of go like, actually, no, because like none of that's relevant to my character? I read it and Isaac reads it in the show, reads the book that uh, is based on Aled. But um, yeah, I I kind of read it just for fun and for understanding. I I felt like I I wasn't taking any Isaac cues from it. it. It felt like it was very separate from what I was doing. So in terms of Heartstopper, obviously it's an LGBT show. Do you think that we need kind of more teen orientated LGBT shows just to kind of lift kind of anybody who's in this community spirits and not only that though, but have representation for people of a younger age? Yeah, I think it's always, representation is always important. You can never have enough. Um, And, you know, I think our show is doing so well because it feels like it's a first of its kind in that it's dedicated to a younger audience um but yeah I would, I would absolutely love to see more 
more queer representation in TV, particularly for teenagers, you know, it's so important. Teenagers are the people that are trying to figure it out and the people that are going to take over the mantle from everyone else eventually. So it feels important that we kind of nurture that group of people and make them feel safe. Because do you feel like, especially in the entertainment industry, if you're gay, lesbian, trans, whatever, if you're not out before you become a star, do you feel like there's this unfair pressure where you have to out yourself before you can like live your life in the most basic terms of just even like holding hands with the person that you love? I don't know. I think we're coming to a to a point where um, having to come out feels sort of redundant. But um, for me, it I can only speak for me and for me it felt important to be entirely me and, and entirely open about my sexuality through this whole process because I felt like it I can be a, a role model for the community that way and I can you know share my experiences and hopefully that relates to other people but that's that's only what works for me you know I, I really appreciate that we're all young people and that a lot of people my age still don't have those answers so to put a spotlight on them and expect them to to uh, come out and have these kind of grand moments of representation and self-acceptance at such a young age feels a bit um, crazy, to be honest. Like yeah. if you said to anyone else that was 17, 18 years old, we're going to put you in the public eye and, and question your entire identity, it, you would be like, well, hold on, why, like, why are you doing that? That feels weird. Have you had that at all where people um, since Heartstopper came out, have they kind of assumed your sexuality because you're in this type of show or have you ever felt questioned or harassed to kind of justify who you are to anybody? Um, I have, I personally haven't really felt that, but I know that it's been a thing like kind of amongst a lot of actors in shows like Heartstopper. Um, but for me, yeah, I think because I've just been so open about it, it hasn't really been an issue for me. Fair enough. So... Heartstopper comes out or maybe even just uh, when you get the gig was it kind of was it a proud moment for you and your family to to have yeah absolutely it was it, the most incredible thing that like because the whole time I would be talking to my parents about it and we all just kind of felt like it was a bit silly and it was just a bit of like it wasn't actually going to happen and then like when the moment that I got that call and you like if you watch my vlogs as well you can see the moment that I tell my dad and stuff it's like all of us were just in absolute shock um, and we ran to the shop to get a bottle of Prosecco and celebrate it. <laughs> um, so who would you say is your biggest advocate? Probably my mum and dad. They're like number one fans. My mum's like follows all of the Hearts of the Fan pages, is like constantly sending me like edits and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, mum, like, I've seen it. Don't worry. It's my face. I like, I know. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> she, she loves it. She's a massive Hearts of the Fan. So would you um, so would you say you've always wanted to be an actor or did it kind of naturally kind of come to you? No, all my life, it's all I've ever wanted to do. It's the only thing I was ever good at in school. The only thing that ever um, that, like ignited a passion. Um, so, yes, yeah, I've literally been doing it my whole life. So it felt very natural. So. It. Was Heartstopper your first kind of turning point in your career or had you done anything else before? Not not necessarily in film and TV, but theatre, just anything. So, yeah, Heartstopper was my professional debut, but um, I've been working in the theatre for my whole... Well, not working, but I've been doing shows in the theatre for my whole childhood. Um, right, like, even I trained in theatre at college. Like, uh, that's a real passion of mine is the theatre. Yeah. What college did you go to? 
I went to a college called Bath Theatre Academy. All oh, right. Yeah. No, I'm familiar with that one. Yeah. I went to. Um, I I didn't do I I didn't do anything performing. I nearly did, but um, <laughs> my mum being the delightful, straightforward lady, she has kind of put me off of that one. Um, oh. no, I. It's all. It's okay. It's not. If I'm being truthfully honest, I think. I know you may have seen this as well, but you know, like when you um kind of have a um, I think a lot of people do performing arts just because they think it'll be easy, just because it looks fun, mm. like a place to piss about. It is good fun. I think that like that. There's good reason for people to think that because it is a great like. It's so much fun. It's a great thing to do. <laughs> no, but in, in the I end, I, I um. Know what you mean? <laughs> in the end, I just end up doing media. But um, I started working at a fairly young age, and you know, and I. I don't know whether you had this or not, but because by the time I was 17, I was working, I was making decent money. I was like, I don't really need to want this. And I started working in film by the time I was 17 and I got to meet some amazing people. So that wow. was almost like my college. So by the time I got to like 18, 19 college, even now, like I don't need it. It's completely redundant to me. Yeah, so. no, that, that's fair enough. I mean, I was the same. I was, I've been working since I was 16, like doing all different retail things. But I, I had to do it so I could afford to do other training. Like I did this college course and then I did another musical theatre course on the side. So I was like, I kind of worked as a as a motivation to get through my my training. Yeah. Um, so have you, I guess, talking about all this show busy stuff, have you met anybody that you're like super proud to say due to Heartstopper you've been able to meet along the way? In, in terms of other celebrities or fans and stuff? It could be celebrities if you really want. That's what I was thinking. But if it wants, if you want it to be fans or anybody, then by all means. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we've been lucky to meet. I've been lucky to meet lots of our heart super fans, which is always an absolute joy. Um, in terms of celebrities, I haven't really. I don't know. I feel like I get a bit starstruck, so I'm probably not very good at it. But we were at an award show recently, and Stephen Fry was there, which was really cool. Oh, which award show was it? It was called the Rainbow Honors. It was at the start. Oh, of the okay. No, I'm 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 an awards editor. So that's kind of that's like my oh, jam. Cool. That's my thing. Oh wow! Yeah, no. So we were a couple of the cast were there, and um, obviously Stephen Fry plays the head teacher in our show. So we all like went over and said, said hi, and he kind of recognised us. And I remember that just being like, oh my god, like this is ridiculous that you've seen my face. What is going on? Um, yeah. Because I remember seeing Olivia Coleman in the show, and like I would, I would die to have met Olivia Coleman. Me too. I'm hoping that there's an Isaac Olivia Coleman scene in season two. I'm trying to make it happen. And what? And like, what? You're there. Are you gonna like put yourself in the script? Are you? Yeah, I'm gonna make it happen. Isaac stands in the corner and looks at Olivia yeah. Coleman. <laughs> it's just so irrelevant. It means nothing to the story, but just so that I get to work with Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was kind of like your biggest like? it could be emotional professional challenge that you had to overcome within this process I think um I spoke about it a bit in the end of my last vlog but like I remember when we started just having awful awful imposter syndrome feeling like I I didn't belong like I wasn't good enough at my job like I, I didn't know what I was doing um so that was like a really difficult thing to try and overcome for me but um yeah, I think kind of just the more that I, I put myself out of my comfort zone and the more that I did, like I couldn't not shoot the show, I couldn't back down. Um, so by just kind of going for it and giving it everything I had, I was able to sort of push through that. And I'm really proud that I was, because it like I remember at the start feeling so sort of, the whole thing feeling so alien to me and being away from home and being like, 
this it was quite difficult and then yeah I'm really I'm really proud that I was able to find my feet in it I guess is um did you get the opportunity to kind of balance your work um work um home life um like balance or was it a very aggressive filming for a few months I think most of the most of the time we would well it, we had like a two three week rehearsal process slash the first week of filming um where I was intensely like living away from home and it was in the height of COVID as well so it wasn't like oh, I could kind of really go out I was just sort of on house arrest was but... that really like did you find that really emotionally challenging though because like you know my if I, I was like away from home and I was like say yeah, I'm here now say if I went to London for a couple of weeks my way of dealing with things was I would just kind of get out and just try and do exactly. something so being so kind of housebound and within just left with nothing but your own thoughts was that challenging then yeah but yeah exactly like I really everything I wanted to do was just get out of the house and like get air and, and walk about and go shopping or just do like do something to distract my mind and um it was height of COVID so I kind of just had to sit in being on my own and, and watch TV and it was like that that was the most difficult part of the whole process for me but after that like in April obviously the rules started to ease for us in the UK and so I was able to sort of go home on the weekends and stuff after that which I was grateful for. So was it all filmed during the heights of Covid or were you kind of in like a kind of like weird spot where like two months the rules were stricter but then like two months it was a little bit easier? Yeah so we shot from March till about June so it was um it started off like March April was quite strict and then June obviously things started to open up again so we were able to um like be in the height of everything opening so like we we could as the rules eased the restrictions eased we were able to do different things as a group which is why like at the beginning you don't see many pictures of us all out and about together but then sort of once may june hit we like were out and about the whole time um, i didn't notice that if especially if you kind of like look back at like all like the vlogs and like production photos you're very kind of separated but then as it goes on you're a lot more kind of closer together if you get what i mean yeah exactly yeah I think it's just the rules easing and, and us not having to be as strict about it. Was was specifically film and TV something you were passionate about or was it all types of performing or was it more theatre or just trying to get a sense of where you were at? I think I always, film and TV was always like um, an end game, an end goal, like massive dream, but it just felt like something that I couldn't achieve or and not at least until I'd been working for a long time. So my plan was to always do musical theatre. I have a real passion for musical theatre and, and theatre in general. So I wanted to kind of work in the West End for a couple of years and do plays and do musicals and sort of work my way up to film and TV because that was how, that was the way I was taught you kind of go about this industry as you work your way up. Um, so to, yeah, when I was kind of thrust into that film and TV world, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I feel like I've trick the system I bypassed something I felt like I was doing something wrong um but yeah it's such a joy like working in film and tv is so so much fun um and I would love to do more of it and in a way though like I can imagine you know it's weird that because of the theatre is often viewed as like like a starting point but it's probably the most like scariest and intense like I remember talking to um well, I wasn't talking to him, but I was there once at a Q&A with Michael Caine and he said they'd literally sometimes just have like a bucket and he'd be like, what's that bucket for? But like, oh, if you're going to be sick, then be sick in there. And it's just like, and it was actually normal for people to be sick before they went on stage. Oh but, but once you get over that, I've always thought that 
the stage is almost like the most fun because you know when you're filming you do it once and then that's it you move on whilst like theater it's like you know it can be like loads and loads of nights in a row and you get the, the thrill of the audience yeah and also with theater you get to do the whole thing like you get to tell the whole story start to finish every night which is what i found really strange about going into film and tv and like telling 30 seconds of a story for a whole day do you know what i mean like you we would do it would be so disjointed you would film the end at the start and the start at the end and something weird in the middle and it, i would be like it would kind of throw me off a bit i had to work quite hard to figure out where i was in the story um but the joy of theatre is you get to sit there all night and tell the whole thing start to finish and go on the journey with your character um but that's something i miss about doing theatre but yeah hopefully i'll get to, uh, get to go back soon did you kind of learn any maybe life lessons a bit too deep but did you learn any lessons at all from heartstopper so much i mean like in terms of the industry i learned like unbelievable amounts of how this like it all works um but yeah i guess in terms of life lessons and and learned things about myself um i just sort of became more confident in myself and i, I believed in myself more you know i think we were we were forced into a position of like exposing ourselves and and being in the public eye and like through shooting the show and and putting myself out of my comfort zone there I was able to to feel more confident than when it came out in in who I was and I could enjoy the release of the show like and just be myself through it all and be more confident yeah um now that you're kind of in the club as they call it you've you've made it you've done a show do you have any um fresh professional fears being fairly new to it all professional fears yeah um I mean I think we all have a fear of like oh my god I'm never gonna work again like I've done so many auditions I keep getting no's I think that's just a normal like actory thing um so I, I definitely have that fear but um I don't know about professional fears really I feel like I, there's just so much I want to achieve so I guess I have a fear of not being able to achieve the things I want to achieve, but I also have a drive to achieve them. So I, I kind of feel like I will eventually. Like... I'll tell you that. I'll tell you now, though, I think that's really good because I've spoken to a lot of people like you or similar age to you. And what often happens is, is that they get their first gig, but instantly, like an, like an addict, they're craving more mm. um, because all they can think of is, oh, my God, was that was that a one off? Am I going to get my next gig? And it's quite good that you can kind of take a step back and just relax a bit and be like, you know, all right, I'm looking forward to my next project, but I'm going to wait until I can get there. Yeah, definitely. No. And it's like, I think I'm in a very lucky position where our show has been renewed for two more seasons. So like, I kind of know I've got work coming up. Um, but yeah, I, like I can really understand that fear that people have and I, I have it too. But yeah. And yeah, well, like you said, Heartstoppers season two and three. Can you come on? What can you tell us? I literally the beans, Toby. I, I don't know anything about it at all. I haven't seen a script or anything. Um, but I know that I'm very excited to get back and, and work with all my friends again. Yeah. Oh, a little birdie told me apparently you might be heading to Paris. That is, yeah, that happens in the books. So we'll see. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Toby, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, hopefully I'll be able to catch up with you again in the future. But until then, good luck with the future, okay, mate? Thank you so much. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Bye.